Hello everyone, this is the All Facts Podcast and I'm your host Harz Fikar. And this is the Ramadan series where I will be talking about lessons, stories, and experiences and anything Islamic related during the month of Ramadan. And since it is the month of Ramadan, let's all enjoy ourselves. Let's enjoy our fasting, enjoy our time, enjoy what we're going to do. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. So let's get to it. What's good everyone? Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. And as you know, I'm your host, Haris Rakar, and this is the All Facts Podcast, and this is the Ramadan series. And if you haven't checked out the previous three episodes of the Ramadan series, make sure you go check that out because that those are really helpful. And wow, Ramadan is zooming by fast. And when we now come to think of this, like what can we do in the final moments? We know what to do in the final 10 days. We know, like, we know what Ramadan is all about. And now that it's coming to a close, like, what shall we do? And it's actually crazy how, like, I felt like the last two Ramadans, like, they're like the, the ones last year and the one before that, those were, those felt slower. Those felt a lot slower. And I had a lot of memories in this one, but this one was easily a lot of memories because, like, because from all the gatherings we went to, the events, so like, they, they all came back. But now it's since it's the final moments. What are things we can do in the final moments of Ramadan? And I've outlined like, like five things for us to think about or, or think about or to act on from what to do in the final moments of Ramadan. So like, so number one, remember on what you did. So in Ramadan, the world was happy. People were happy. Everyone enjoyed it. And all the events, vibes, like, they're now coming to an end. And now, since it's coming to an end, we can look back and remember each and every single thing we've done. And look back at what, uh, specifically what you did. If you've written down what you have done, then look back at each day at each day, and see what good you've done and what bad you've done. And if you haven't done that, then just think what you have done throughout this month of Ramadan. Like, where was it a good Ramadan where if you looked back at it, you'd be, you'd be appreciated with it? Or if... That wasn't the case what went wrong and this is a key aspect to for the final moments of Ramadan just remember what you did and the another thing to remember is just the effort and fate you've done and the effort and fate you've done is just don't discontinue it even after Ramadan it's still an effort we keep for life like Ramadan is not a one-time thing where a Muslim just does whatever he wants to, as Islamically related and just leads everything after one is done when it leaves we have to remember it's not gone like who we are is who we are and what we have done in Ramadan should be with ourselves so from remembering what we have done you continue it and maintain it if it's good and if it's bad don't ever do it and everyone always talks about consistency right this is the same concept because if there's a habit you did this Ramadan and it was very beneficial Try to apply that into, into your normal life. And from all this, it just leads to the purpose. The purpose of Ramadan was for. And this isn't like a, Ramadan is a once in a life, not once in a lifetime, but once in a year. But it doesn't mean the way how we act, the efforts. It doesn't mean it's discontinuous. And rather than just, it's just probably more of a, a new way or the start of something new or just a new way to live. And 
after you recapped your Ramadan and finished and finished it strong, look at the simple things you did in Ramadan and didn't that you didn't do before. And then look how you can maintain that ingrained into your lifestyle. And questions arise from this, like, okay, why should we be like this? Um, why should we keep the effort? One story to show is uh, why you should never stop from the battle of Uhud is one story to show why you should never stop is from the battle of Uhud. And I'm pretty sure we all know what happened in the battle of Uhud. And one of the lessons we can undertake from the story is to push a little more. And if you didn't know what it was, like here is how it goes. So the victory was turned to sadness and defeat. So the prophet had ordered uh, a group of archers to stay on the mountain of um, this is the mountain of Uhud. And if they were, if the Muslims were winning or losing, those archers had to stay on there for the entirety of the battle until they until they uh, the Muslims won the battle or the enemies fled and unfortunately when the Muslims were winning in the war the archers didn't stay on the mountain they came down and then that way uh, the enemies attacked from behind they went around the mountain and went behind and then the Muslims ended up losing the battle however had the archers stayed on the mountain the result would have been different and this is similar to the hadith. Abu Hurairah, may Allah be pleased with him, said that the relate, he narrated that the Prophet said, May Allah be pleased, uh, hasten to do good deeds. There will be a fitna, like portion of a dark night, wherein an individual wakes up as a believer and begins the night as a disbeliever, or he begins the night as a believer and wakes up as a disbeliever. He sells his religion for a portion of the dunya, this worldly life. And this hadith shows how quickly things can change. And the result of the battle changed. It, it was a very quick change as well. The, the result changed in this matter. And this is why it, after Ramadan, we should keep up good habits and avoid doing the worst of sins we have done in the past. And this is to show our strength for the good. And the reason why things just change so quickly if you just continue on doing the bad habits after you've done the good habits, you easily can go into the bad habits again. However, if you keep that from the good, if you keep the good habits, you won't have to worry about that. And from all this uh, talking about like, okay, yeah, you have to bring, you have to keep your efforts. You have to keep your efforts and you have to bring good. However, sometimes we do make mistakes when we are human. So like big or small, however it is, it's what we choose to do with that mistake, which is why the biggest thing we should do is repentance. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a forgiving Lord, especially now that we deeply know what is wrong. And if we did something bad during Ramadan, we probably had that guilty feeling. However, the door of repenting is always open. And until or until you, your death comes or the sun rises from the west, whichever comes first, but until until those moments, you, you have a lot of time to repent. However, it is best to do it now because you don't know when this is going to happen. And this, there's a story of a prophet. His name is Yunus or Jonah in English. He preached at a city called Nineveh. And Yunus called to the message of Allah. And however, the town people didn't listen to him. And they continued doing their forbidden acts. And Prophet Yunus left the town without Allah's permission. And when he was gone, 
the city of Ninawa almost got their punishment. They almost got like a punishment. They had, I believe, a a rock or like a mountain like up going on top, and then they saw it happen. I don't remember what the punishment was like. But you they almost got their punishment, and when they saw it, it was about to happen. They all prostrated and asked for forgiveness. Just straight, like right away. Again, with things that how things can change quick. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgave all the sins of the city and he removed that punishment. And then later, Prophet Yunus was on a boat, but he wasn't at the town, but he was on a boat. And there was this huge storm that happened and everyone panicked. They didn't know what to do because they started throwing away their barrels, items, and nothing worked. But some of the people on the boat, they believed that the sea was a god. So they gave a suggestion of throwing one of the humans on the boat to sacrifice. And they did a lot. They did a lot. Like they, they drew a lot. And then, yeah. And then they, the first time they drew the lot, the prophet's name came up. But they disagreed to throw him because he was the best man, man among them. And they did it again. The prophet's name came. And then the third time, the prophet's name came. However, the Prophet realized that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted him to be thrown into the sea because he left the city without asking for Allah's permission. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then made the Prophet get eaten by a whale. And from that, he recites the famous That's the famous story. And then later, the Prophet goes back into the city and then he sees the people of the town worshipping Allah. But what does the short story show us? I, mean, I don't know why I'm saying short. <laughs> What does this story show us? The Prophet Yunus made a mistake and he realized it and immediately he prayed to Allah. Even though he did a minor mistake, or sorry, if I said sin, no, it's a mistake. Yeah, mistake. He still asked for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's forgiveness. However, the biggest thing from the city of Ninawa is that they disbelieved in the Prophet and then when it all went worse, they turned to Allah. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive them. Just, now just take a moment right now to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive your sins. I mean, yeah. Just make dua for, for that. And the fact is, like, it shows this, the people of town disbelieved. And then from one moment, they accepted Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgave them. And Yunus made a simple or a simple mistake, a small mistake. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala still forgave him too. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a forgiving Lord. And, and I, everyone knows of that because his name is Al-Rahman Al-Rahim. Al-Ghafur is the most forgiving. But it just shows. Like, just ask for forgiveness. It's going to be easy. And, oh, and since Ramadan is coming to an end, uh, I, think, I think I talked about in a previous episode on why we should like, be more like the Sahaba. And I'll say this again. and This should encourage us to be more like them. And so an example I'm going to bring is that when the Sahaba would see Ramadan coming to an end, they'd wait for the moon sight. They'd wait for the moon sighting. But one important thing to note is that they wouldn't wait for Eid. They'd hope to have one more day of Ramadan. And nowadays, like if we if Eid is like the day earlier, the day after, like we just feel disappointed if it's there one way or another. But however, the Sahaba wouldn't care for Eid, but for Ramadan to just just one more day of Ramadan. And we should inspire, inspire from this and wish to be just like the Sahaba for just one more day of the infinite blessings and the devil is not there.
And but one thing we should really keep on going in during this Ramadan, or just uh, after this Ramadan, I believe. I, I think we all should just keep our sincerity. And the sincerity is the first deed a Muslim must do to make good on their Islam, to purify their intentions in worship and religious deeds. And if we act sincerely for the sake of Allah, every act of worship, charity, and good deed will be judged by the intention behind it. So if it's for the sake of Allah, we'll have good results on the day of resurrection. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows the true and secret inner motives of all deeds that we do. And these motives will be known on the day of resurrection. But let's just think about our sincerity. And a huge reason for why this is important is to think about our intentions. Because if we have the wrong intentions, that's similar to hypocrisy. And hypocrisy is to perform acts on worship and good deeds to only a worldly motive or ulterior motive. And the vice of hypocrisy is just one of the most terrible sins of the heart. And that just leads to the hellfire instantly and the only way to repent from hypocrisy is to renew sincerity in the innermost depths of the heart and think about it like were your fast and efforts for the sake of allah or were it for something else that's a great question to ask ourselves another thing after ramadan is our worst enemy returns as he'll immediately target you after ramadan like he's chained up, and then now after we he's just immediately gonna target everyone. And now he'll take your weaknesses into your advantages. And if you did if you didn't do much in Ramadan, then you'll have a weak faith, and then he to easily take that advantage of, of trying to lure you away. So how can we continue this after Ramadan? Like, how can we try to get the devil away from us? And it would be harder that now shaitan is out of Ramadan. And it may seem difficult because we have other responsibilities to worry about. And But there's so many acts of worship that we can follow to push the shaitan away. And number one is to read an extra nafil or salah in salah if possible. Make dua for protection from shaitan. Read Quran every day. Seek refuge in Allah. And listen to Quran recitations even if you can't read. And do dhikr on the tongue. And remember that shaitan will never come near a person doing dhikr, like which is remembrance of Allah. So, and stay away from what you know is wrong. And there's much more that can be done to protect yourself from the fall, fall of shaitan's trap. And it won't be easy. Just like, sometimes laziness will get to us and we'll create multiple excuses to keep us from, from rem remembering Allah. But if we push those feelings away, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will reward us immensely. And that is the reward that can save us. And that is the reward that can bring us closer to Allah and solidify our Iman. However, the biggest, the biggest thing to look forward to after the month of Ramadan is, of course, Eid. After 30 days of fasting, it's time to celebrate. Unfortunately for some people, Eid follows on like an exam day or important work day. So people do not spend a lot of time on Eid. And, um, Eid is not a, a national holiday either. So a lot of people do not even feel like they need to celebrate Eid. However, Eid is a special day where all Muslims have fun. It's a day where our Prophet taught us to celebrate. And by this example, uh, once, once the religious obligation, so once Ramadan was over, 
or there was two young girls that came to the home of the Prophet and they started singing. And the companion of, of the Prophet, Abu Bakr Siddiq, he scolded them, but the Prophet uncovered his face because he had some like um, cloth on him. And then he said, leave them. For these days are the days of Eid and the days of Minna and Al-Bukhari. So like, it is a time of merriment, joy, and time spent with family and friends. And the prophets did so just as we. And here's more on what the prophet did on Eid. And we got to remember that it's an occasion with tremendous blessings. And it's important to remember to make Eid memorable for the children, for us, and for everyone around us. And making an occasion to teach a little more about, about Islam as well. And one thing the prophet did that was to ensure everyone would witness the Eid Salah. And this was a chance to worship Allah as a community and gain some more knowledge. Women and children were encouraged to the outskirts of Medina to witness the prayer that was held there. And this was a day of blessings in which the whole community had a share in. Everybody was encouraged to participate in the prayer and listen to the sermon that the Prophet ﷺ gave. The Prophet ﷺ did say once, I have been commanded to celebrate Eid on the day of sacrifice, in which Allah the Most High has appointed for this community. And that was that's for a different Eid. The one we're talking about right now is the Eid al-Adha. But they both are Eid, and it's they're both a fun day to have. And may Allah Subhanahu wa give us a chance to celebrate Eid and finish Ramadan strong with its extra day. And before I end this, like I'd like to give a mention of one quote, and that is from the regrets we have after Ramadan and say, I wish we did more. Imagine that feeling after death when we will be brought back. Will we have that same regret? And that's all I got to say for today. That's one thing I'm going to make everyone think about. Like, that's all I got to say for today. And remember to check out my previous content if you haven't already. And I'll definitely be posting more content um, later on. And is and now that the Ramadan's coming over, I'll probably up upload only one more episode of the Ramadan series, which is after Ramadan, which will probably be about uh, maintaining your habits. But that's really about it. And if you're listening, if you're listening, thank you for listening, and you're really appreciate it. And if you were sub fasting and celebrating Ramadan. No, I cannot really say anything, but Ramadan went by so fast. That's really all we can really say at this point. But And Eid Mubarak, if you're listening to it on Eid, or or I, I could upload on Amazon on Eid. We'll have to see more about that. However, this is the All Facts Podcast. I'm Harsh Vikar, and I'm out.